All right, man. There we have it. This week's featured artist. He was born in New Haven, Connecticut, and is now based out of Boston, Massachusetts. His resume goes back over 40 years. An original member of Sugar Ray and the Blues Tones as well as Ronnie Earl and the Broadcasters. Pretty impressive indeed. He is a multiple award-winning Grammy-nominated keyboardist who has just, in his own name, completed his eighth release to date. From which you just heard the title track, Blues Called My Name, it's a true pleasure to welcome for the first time to Highway Blues this week's featured artist, Blue Heart Records recording artist, Anthony Jirasi. And Anthony, thank you for taking the time this afternoon and allowing me to share your career and your latest work with my listeners. Well, thank you very much, Al. It's uh, been great. I've been listening to the show uh, since it started a uh, half hour ago or so, and it's great that you're you're playing blues. It's great. Yeah, well, you know, I do kind of mix it up. Uh, I uh, I lean a little more towards the contemporary, but, uh, you know, I just love uh, all kinds of blues. And, uh, yeah. you know, we've, we've, you've got this great new release, Blues Called My Name. It's an incredible new release that is sitting at Thank the top you. of all the blues charts. And, uh, you know, we want to talk about that, but before we get into, uh, into your music, sure. can we touch a little earlier, and uh, maybe you can tell us exactly when it was that uh, you first uh, knew that the blues called your name. Sure. Well, I was about, uh, about you know, I've always taken piano lessons literally my whole life since I've been like, you know, five or six years old. Um, but when I was around 16, I was at a friend's house. He was a guitar player. Um, he was literally almost the only African-American uh, in my high school. So um, he found out I, you know, played piano. I found out he played guitar. And so, you know, we had a, a mutual thing together. And um, I'd go over to his house after after school. I'd have on my uh, 250 Ducati motorcycle, and we'd listen to records. And one day he uh, he played Jimmy uh, Rogers uh, on chess records, um, uh, one of Jimmy Rogers' uh, Chicago Bound record. And I listened to that, and it totally floored me. To me, it was like perfect music, you know, with Jimmy singing and playing guitar with Muddy Waters, Otis Spann, I think Big Walter and Little Walter are on it. Um, Francis Clay, it's just, uh, just one, it's still one of my favorite albums. I listen to it uh, all the time when I need to go, reach back into my uh, older roots. I always play uh, that record, Chicago Bomb by Jimmy Rogers. And then from that, you know, I said, okay, who's the piano player? So I found out it was Otis Spann, and I started, you know, listening to a lot of Otis Spann, and it just... Uh, you know, things just blossom after you hear something that, you know, kind of gets into your soul. Uh, you just want to try to find out as much as you can about it. And, you know, listening to, you know, start listening to uh, people like, you know, the things we all listen to. B.B. King, John Lee Hooker, um, and, and people like that. And a uh, little that I know that literally five years later, Jimmy Rogers would be my roommate on the road and we'd be hanging out together, uh, doing lots of gigs all through the Northeast. And, you know, Big Walter, I did two records with Big Walter. Um, so it was like, you know, a fast learning experience. But, you know, when I, I have a tendency when I dig into something, I, I dig in pretty deep, pretty quick. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, that, that had to be something, you know, I mean, I, I'm thinking that if I was a musician and I was listening to, uh, you know, those who were the heaviest on my influence, and then within sure. a few years, I'm actually invited on stage to become part of their yeah. band or or at least to perform with them. My God, man, what what yeah, did no, you we think were on at the, road the time? Together. You know, I was on the road with Jimmy Rogers for you know over a month. Uh, 
spent about six weeks with J.B. Hutto, Big Walter. We spent like a couple of months together, you know, touring. And um, when we got the original Sugar Ray and the Blue Tones uh, together, actually Ronnie Earl, a lot of people don't know that Ronnie Earl was the original guitar player in Sugar Ray and the Blue Tones. And Ronnie had this like little roller decks and he'd call people up from Chicago and we'd put them on a train and we'd pick them up at the Boston train station. You know, um, Sonny Land Slim would come and play with us. Obviously, Sonny Land being a piano player, mm-hmm. I would open the show, then Sonny Land would take over and, you know, then play with the band. Uh, we brought Lloyd Glenn and, and Joe Turner out. I mean, we brought so many people out. It was uh, insane. How, how we did that, I have no idea. I can't even do it now with the technology we have today. Uh, but, you know, that, w- that was like my learning experience, playing with really the great... Uh, that were still around at the time in the in the 1980s, uh, late 1970s, uh, and throughout the 1980s. It's you know you know when you're when you're touring with Otis Rush, you better be prepared. You know, so you know I would stick uh, stack you know three or four of Otis. Uh, Rush records on my record player. You know, remember how they used to drop down the LPs, one LP after another? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'd play along because, you know, you don't want to be stumped up there by uh, someone like, uh, you don't want to get the hairy eyeball from Otis Rush, you know. And same thing <laughs> when I was um, Chuck Berry's uh, uh, piano player because I heard a lot of horror stories from friends of mine that, that, that had played with him that, you know, he would, you know, really kind of get down on them right on stage, you know. So I wanted to be as prepared as possible and, uh, Luckily, I didn't get the hairy eyeball from him, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I tell you, I look at this list of artists that you have, uh, you know, performed with, toured yeah. with, and recorded with. It's just astounding. It's just amazing at, at the artists that, uh, you know, once you break through, I mean, you're basically in. Is that is that how that worked? Just uh, I think it's a little bit of um, a, a little bit of both. I mean, you got to, number one, you got to be prepared. Like I said before, I've always been like... Um, I've always enjoyed uh, playing and practicing the piano. When I was young, my my parents just have to tell me to stop practicing, you know. And I kind of, you know, followed that through, you know, from learning. You know, if I knew I was going to go on the road with Otis Rush, like I said before, I would try to play with every recording I had of Otis Rush or borrow some recordings. You know, there was no, in, you know, internet or Apple Music. You know, you had to actually have the records. You know, so I think it's for any musician, uh, it's like being prepared because playing with Otis Rush is different than playing with. Uh, with Chuck Berry and playing with Chuck Berry is different than when I played with Big Mama Thornton. You know, it's you know just because it's three chords doesn't mean that it's uh, it's the same. You know, it's you know and you have to respect you know where they're coming from. You know, because it's all different, but you got to be ready for them. And you know, like you say, the blues is so many different genres within the genre. You know, and every artist has their own feel of of uh, what they do up there and you compare the two uh, and there's not they're nothing like but i'm sure their demands are pretty solid yeah you know as i say you just have to listen and you know you got to follow their 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 um their cues you know big walter would you know give us some cues you know and you know um chuck berry would you know before we went on he would Give us like a little. If I do this with my foot, he goes, "Keep on watching my foot," you know, because that'll you know keep the uh, tell you what kind of what tempo uh, he wanted a song at, even if it started at the wrong tempo. If he wanted it to go a little faster, a little slower, you kind of had to watch him. So those little little things that you know a lot of people wouldn't think about, but that's a lot more than just you know, okay, go on stage and play with uh, whomever, you know. Um, I think uh, once more, it's about it's about respect for the people that you're playing with, and you know to to uh, make sure that you know it's going to be the best possible show uh, possible.
So uh, who were some of the best uh, that you ever worked with? I mean, not so far as in talent, but I mean as far as teachers and, and just, uh, you know, just a great experience to tour with. Well, you know, everyone has, it was unique. You know, when I like with JB Hutto, um, I love touring with JB Hutto. He was such a nice, uh, he was such a nice gentleman. You know, and he really was a gentleman. And um, we brought him out. We were going to spend about a month on the road with him here in uh, in New England, New York, uh, also in Chicago. We were playing Chicago and Indiana with him. And um, you know, the first few days we were on the road. You know, because we didn't really know JB that 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 well i mean he didn't really know us he just knew that you know we were going to be his backup band for a month you know so you know we're riding around i had like an old 1963 uh chevy telephone van it was like you know that dark green and it still had the like light on top like the cop light and stuff it was great <laughs> that's what we had uh to tour with and um so the first few days were on the road and he wanted to go to denny's like for breakfast and at least once or twice a day and uh we really couldn't figure it out. You know, Denny's is, yeah, it's okay. It's not great food, but, you know, it'll get you through on the road. But he, he couldn't read, and Denny's, Denny's had a uh, picture menu, so he would just go gotcha. to what he wanted. So you don't think about that, because these people are like our heroes. Like um, I've, I've said it before, like, you know, when you first start listening to blues and you, you're listening to Muddy Waters, you're listening to B.B. King, they're almost not even human, you know. They're almost like, you know, gods on Mount Olympus or anything, you know. And then, you know, as I said a few years later, you know, I got to play with B.B., I got to sit in with Muddy a few times, and they're just they're great, great guys, you know. They just hang out and, you know, they want to have fun and just play great music, you know. Hey, if y'all just tuning in, we've got Anthony Girassi, uh, my featured artist this week. He's got a new release called Blues Called My Name, and uh, we're going to be uh, playing some of his work a little later in the show. Great, thank and you. Uh, thank you so much, Anthony, for taking the time and joining me. And uh, let's talk a little bit about this new release, Blues Called mm -hmm. My Name. And uh, yeah, tell us about putting that together and some of these. Uh, tell us about the band that was involved and all them sure. special artists. Man, it is loaded. <laughs> well, well, thank you very much. Well, I did it differently. I, I did it during really during the, uh, if you want to call it the middle stages of uh, the, the lockdown. So, I mean, people were really going to recording studio, and um, I used to teach at a, um, a conservatory here near near Boston, and they have a, a Steinway Model B. You know, it was a concert grand piano, and I have an engineer friend uh, who used to work in Boston and in L.A. So he's got like a treasure trove of like you know the old microphones tube microphones and whatnot ribbon microphones so i just set the piano up in like this little you know like concert hall you know we we, we made it like a makeshift uh you know place for the drums to go you know hanging blankets and stuff and the same thing uh for the acoustic bass there's acoustic bass on the entire record that's something i really wanted on this uh recording and we did the best isolation that we could so we really I really did it differently than I have before. I've always enjoyed being in a recording studio. I like going to recording studios. I think that's where the magic really happens. Um, and I've been really fortunate in my life uh, to, to have, even at my uh, young age, like when I was 14 or 15, I was playing with a lot of older musicians, and we would go to the record plant in West 44th Street in New York City, and we record every week. So at an early age, I got a real taste of being in really, really good studios. And um, and I just took that with me my entire career. Yes, I, I know that, you know, with, you know, 
technology today, you can make a pretty decent recording in your living room. Um, but I've always enjoyed being in the studio. There's something there's something about being in a studio, you know, with no distractions and you're just there to, to play music. Um, it means a lot to me, and that's what I've always done. But for this record, I had to do it different because I, 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 I've been writing songs and I wanted to start recording. So as I said, I tried. I started out with just piano, bass, and drums, you know, and I kind of was mouthing the lyrics to the songs that uh, uh, that do have lyrics. Uh, five songs uh, uh, on the new recording are instrumentals, and five uh, five have lyrics. You know, I wrote all ten songs on the recording, and then I, you know, thought about who I wanted on the record, and and when I write a song, if I'm not going to sing it. I already, I already have someone in mind. Like you know, I worked with Sugar Ray for almost forty-five years. Like you know, my favorite, one of my f- favorite people on the planet, and God, he's so good as a vocalist. Yeah. So I just sent him a couple of tracks, and of course, he, you know, we actually did go to a studio and uh, put his his vocals on. Um, Walter Trout, the, tr- the song that Walter Trout is on, I. Um, the second I wrote it, I said, "Man, I I, I hope Walter will play on this because Walter was is on my previous uh, recording, Daydreams in Blue, and played beautifully on that. Uh, but man, he really went to town on, on this one, and uh, I'm so honored to have him on my recording. You know, and Monster Mike Welch, I've been you know, I've known Mike uh, since he was uh, a little kid, really, twelve, thirteen years old. You know, I was at the original House of Blues. I was in the house band there. The original House of Blues was in Cambridge." And we were there when uh, Dan Aykroyd actually named him Monster Mike Welch, and that's how how he became Monster Mike Welch because Dan Dan Aykroyd uh, named him. Um, so you know, these are my friends, you know, that I that I called that I called upon to uh, be on the recording, and everybody I asked said yes. And I had my core band, obviously the Boston Blues All Stars, on it, and I also have um, Ann Harris plays violin on uh, one tune, and she. She's just one of the most beautiful human beings on the planet, too. And her playing is just so soulful on it. You know, she is incredible. I got to see her uh, in Omaha last year. And, yeah. man, she is just fire, you know, on, on She's stage. She's on a different level. Just unbelievable. <laughs> and a lot of people around here have no idea who she is. And, uh, man, she is just unbelievable. Great addition yeah. to your release. Yeah, you know, as I say, you know, she's on one track. Walter's on one track. Uh, Monster Mike's on one track. Uh, Sugar Ray sings on three. But it's, it's still, to me, it has a very cohesive feel, and that's really what I what I wanted. You know, people, a lot of people don't think about, you know, song orders or th- things when they're uh, putting a record together. But to me, that's very, very important uh, thing to do. So it has a, almost has a sound uh, that you know, one song going into another song into another song that doesn't sound chopped up. Yes, it's just an incredible release from the start to the finish. And, uh, you know, you started off with a, a song that I thought, wow, what what a what an introduction to the CD, that old pine box. You know, it seems yeah. like you might say that one towards the end. But... <laughs> well, I like the way it starts. It's a, it's a pretty rocking song. It's actually... the. The title may sound kind of morbid, but it's actually kind of an upbeat tune, you know, if you listen to the lyrics and, uh, you know, the way everybody's playing on it. It is. It's, it's a great opening track. but uh, and, and I wanted to mention, Walter Trout, I've been a fan of his since the 80s, and yeah. uh, I played uh, played that track that he was with, Corner of Heartache and Pain, last week, and I got calls on that. I don't play a lot of instrumentals. If I do, a lot of time it's boogie woogie. But man, that went yeah. over big. It's a great, yeah. great track. Oh, the into, into the night. You mean? 
Oh, yes. I'm sorry. I that, got the wrong the one, one Walter signed into the night. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, Walter just plays beautiful on it, you know, He and he recorded that out in L.A. Um, actually, I had to wait for him to come back because uh, he was he spent most of uh, of uh, the lockdown, if you want to call it that, in Denmark. Uh, his wife is, is from Denmark, and they have a place there. Um, so he said, well, I'm going to be coming back uh, to the States and in like a month and a half, and you know what? If Walter if Walter Trout's gonna be on your record, you can wait a month and a half, you know. <laughs> but he's a really nice guy. We chit chat every once in a while, and uh, the guys in his band are really good. So if, if you ever have opportunity to uh, go check out Walter, please do. Everybody in his band are are just super super guys, and uh, I believe he's got a record coming out too in the fall. Yeah, I, I seen that. He's been very kind to me on Highway Blues. Uh, he was yeah. in uh, in Omaha and had his uh, transplant, and so uh, we we uh, we got real close as far as uh, making sure that we were all kept up on what was going on with his recovery. Great. And and uh, so you know, it's great to see that he's back and doing well. So, what about you? How are you doing? Is everything breaking loose and uh, coming back to normal well, up there are, in Boston? Things are starting. You know, things are starting to come through as far as bookings. But uh, but to be honest with you, a lot of the the bigger festivals are honoring contracts that they've had either two years ago yeah. or from, from last year where they had to actually cancel their festivals. So it's kind of an odd year. I mean, I have, I have some decent festivals booked coming up. I'll, I'll be at the Ottawa Blues Festival. Um, I'll be at the North Atlantic Blues Festival in Maine. Uh, and the other one's in Ottawa. And there's a really cool festival uh, in New Hampshire called the White Mountain Blues and Boogie Festival. Um, that is uh, just a cool. It's like almost like Blues Woodstock. It's at a it's at a farm, and it's like you know they got ten, fifteen thousand people there, and they have great acts and stuff. And I got a I have a month uh, in Europe uh, starting the end of October into most of November. So you know some things are opening up. I wouldn't call it a full schedule, but um, we're, we're you know we're working every day to try to you know fill the holes in, and uh, and I'm just really happy the way that. Um, the record is going, you know, with Blue Heart Records and uh, Betsy Brown and mm -hmm. um, Blind Raccoon doing the, pu the publicity for it. Uh, they've both done a great job. You know, I'm really, really impressed with uh, how things are going. Well, I uh, thank uh, Betsy. She's been, I've been working with her for years, and she always yeah. comes through, man. And thank you for joining me under such short notice. I mean, just, what, yeah, a couple you. days you, you agreed? No, well, you know, I'm great. here. If, if I'm not on the road, I'm I'm home cooking. You know. <laughs> well, I just want to say, yeah, uh, thank you uh, for joining me, and uh, you know, continued success on this thing, man. It's getting airplay. It's getting much. noticed, and uh, it's going to win some hardware. You know, come well, next towards. Uh, kind of you to say, and hopefully, if I get to the area, we get to meet each other. Yeah, I'd love that. Do you ever come out here to the Midwest? It's been it's been a while. Sometimes I uh, I fly over. You know, if I'm going if I'm playing in California, I played it uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, playing. But yeah, I hope to get out there and uh, play. You know, just put it this way: there's not a place I won't go to to play. <laughs> <laughs> I like to hear that. You know, a lot of people will say you you listen to the blues in Lincoln, Nebraska. I said, man, we love that stuff out here. Is that, is that where uh, Vegetable Buddies used to be? Vegetable Buddies. I don't that's, that's, know. I can't okay. place that. But uh, uh, was, there, was there another club like a long time ago? Oh, uh, we've got the Zoo Bar. You know, Zoo Bar. It's certainly that's well that's known around the world. A long, long, long time ago with the Blue yeah. Tones. 
So anyway, thanks again for joining me, and I appreciate it. Good luck on the success of Blues Called My Name. And, uh, Thank you very much. I will certainly drop you a, uh, a message to let you know how the feedback is on your feature, okay? Very well, and, uh, and, th- and thank you for you know, keeping the blues alive and, and to, you know, everyone out there listening. You know, keep on going to the clubs to see you know, your local blues bands or you know, if touring acts are coming through because that's, uh, that's what keeps us all going. It's great, man. It's so good to see everything coming to life again, and hopefully they don't tighten the uh, tighten the chains up on us again come this flu season. So, all right, before I let you go, uh, please uh, tell everyone where they can go to learn more about you and maybe find your music. Sure, of course. You can go to my website. It's uh, Anthony Jirasi Blue, A-N-T-H-O-N-Y-G-E-R-A-C-I-B-L-U-E.com. So you can go there, anthonygerasiblue.com, um, and, and everything's there. All my discography with you know all the records I've been on. If you want to order any of my uh, recordings, they're there. And it's got some, uh, you know, it's got my bio there, so you can uh, read a little bit, a little bit more about me. Like you know, the way you started the show off. Thank you uh, for mentioning I was born in uh, New Haven, Connecticut, actually, uh, home of uh, Pepe's Pizza, supposedly the world's best pizza. <laughs> Well, who's to argue with that? You know, man, right from the area. So, fantastic. Yeah, I know right where New Haven is. I used to go through there quite a bit. I used to drive over the road, tractor trailer, and I used to go up to uh, Boston quite a bit. And uh, cool. All right. Well, you take care and uh, be safe out there. Good luck with your touring season. Okay. Thank you very much, and thank you very much for having me. And everybody, stay safe. All right. Maybe we can do this again a little later. Right on. Bye bye. Take care.